This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى الْمَبْعُوثِ رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَبِيِّنَا وَحَبِيبِنَا وَإِمَامِنَا مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَبَعْدِ We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His entire household, all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of them. And may he bless every single one of us and grant us every form of goodness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open the doors of peace and mercy for every one of us. Brothers and sisters, as we are seated here, so calm, tranquil, in the greatest of comfort, within such a beautiful house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are brothers and sisters of ours across the globe who are suffering for various reasons. Some of them famine, some of them war. Some of them are homeless. Some of them have bombs raining on them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them all. And may He grant them victory. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who at least can say a dua or a prayer for them. We reach out to them in whatever way we can. The minimum is that we pray for them. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them. It is not possible for a true believer to find comfort in his or her sleep whilst the rest or whilst others are actually suffering. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who have a feeling within our hearts for others. This evening we have read several verses and we ask Allah to accept them. And as you notice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in these beautiful verses of the Qur'an sent us so many reminders. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those whom not only do we listen to a reminder, but we take heed and we change our lives when it comes to the reminders given to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why previous nations were granted a lot of goodness. They had more power than us. They lived for longer years than us. They were greater in us, greater than us in might and even taller and bigger. They, some, some of them were granted the power to carve out homes from mountains. And Allah says, we destroyed them for one reason. Allahu Akbar. Why do we make mention of it? Because we don't want to be destroyed. I would not like destruction, nor would you. So if we would like our peace and tranquility and the comfort, we need to learn why the others were destroyed and stay away from it. So Allah says, in verse number 6 of Surah Al-An'am, أَلَمْ يَرَوْا كَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِنْ قَرْنٍ مَكَّنَّاهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَا لَمْ نُمَكِّنْ لَكُمْ وَأَرْسَلْنَا السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِدْرَارًا وَجَعَلْنَا الْأَنْهَارَ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهِمْ فَأَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ بِذُنُوبِهِمْ وَأَنْشَأْنَا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ قَرْنًا آخَرِينَ Have they not seen how many we have destroyed before them in terms of nations whom we had granted much more authority on the earth, more power, much more in terms of gifts 
We had granted them so much, we let the skies, we let the skies come down with water. And we granted them produce and we gave them crop. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how He destroyed them because of their transgression. They transgressed and they did not turn. They did not repent to Allah. They transgressed and they thought Allah does not exist. So they did not bother. The messengers came to them, messages came to them, but it did not move their hearts. Today, mashallah, we are seated here in the house of Allah. The reason is, our hearts are softened by the will of Allah to listen to the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So thank Allah that the hearts are not similar to those who don't even want to listen. They do not want to be told nothing, absolutely nothing do they want to be told. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us from those. This is why we always say, if you want a decent life, you want happiness in this world and the next, fill up your pages with much istighfar, repentance, forgiveness, turn to Allah, try your best to be the best person possible, then you shall be saved from this. And as for the messengers, there were people who used to mock and scoff at the messengers. Sometimes when a person comes to us and tells us to do something good, when Satan overtakes us, we start mocking, scoffing, laughing at, making fun of. When we make fun of the scholars or when we make fun of the messages of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, we shall be made fun of very soon. What that means is, what goes around, comes around. So if you are to laugh at the messengers, or the messages that the messengers brought, or the pious, or those who have come to you with goodness, the knowledgeable, those who are the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there will come a day when you will be made a laughing stock of, may Allah protect us. So in verse number 10 of the same surah, Allah says, وَلَقَدْ إِسْتُهْزِئَ بِرُسُولٍ مِّن قَبْلِكَ فَحَاقَ بِالَّذِينَ سَخِرُوا مِنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ They have indeed scoffed at or ridiculed the messengers before you. They were belied. The messengers before you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were those who scoffed at them. And Allah says, but what enveloped those who scoffed was exactly what they did. The reaction of it, the retaliation or the revenge or the reaction of it enveloped them. And at that time, they had none to help them. May Allah protect us. The reason I say this, brothers and sisters, sometimes we are suffering in our lives. No peace, no stability, no serenity. Why? Because we made a mockery of some scholar of Islam. Or we laughed at him. Or we spread rumor about him. Or we engaged in making his life a mess. Or her life. A friend of Allah. Perhaps a female. This is why be careful. Do not make a mess of your own tongue. If you are to use your tongue in an abusive manner against the friends of Allah. Against those who are trying hard to earn the pleasure of Allah. A day will come when you may be doomed. May Allah protect us. This is why we say these verses. Aren't we looking for the pearls of peace? You want peace? Alhamdulillah. Don't laugh at others. Don't scoff at them. Don't make a mockery. Don't make their lives hard. Make people's lives easy. Talk good about others. Remember, people might be the friends of Allah and you don't know you are making their life tough. You've eaten their money. You've deceived them. You've actually accused them. You've spread rumor about them. Then if your life is not turned upside down, what do you expect? May Allah protect us and grant us peace and stability. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something very serious. And this issue has been repeated so many times in this surah, Surah Al-An'am. 
the issue of shirk. Shirk meaning association of partnership with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Worshipping gods and deities besides Allah or together with Allah. Whether it happens to be people, whether it happens to be sticks or stones or trees, whatever it is, animals in some cases, the forces of power, the sun and the moon, none of these deserve worship. What deserves worship or who deserves worship is your maker and my maker alone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So Allah says, وَيَوْمَ نَحْشُرُهُمْ جَمِيعًا And on the day that we shall resurrect all of them together. ثُمَّ نَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا Then we will say to those who associated partners with Allah, with us, أَيْنَ شُرَكَاءُكُمُ الَّذِينَ كُنْتُمْ تَزْعُمُونَ Where are those partners of ours that you associated in worship? Allah will ask the question, and do you know what they will say? Verse number 23 of Surah Al-An'am. They will give a response on that day. They will say, Wallahi Rabbina ma kunna We swear by you, O Allah, that we were not mushriks. We did not associate partners with you. And Allah says, Unzur kayfa kathabu ala anfusihim. Look at how they are lying against their own selves. Lies will not help on that day. So this is an issue we need to protect ourselves from and we need to thank Allah that He has protected us from it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. We are blessed, alhamdulillah. There are people out there who worship anything and everything. If they see an animal walking past, they render an act of worship to it. We thank Allah. We thank Allah. We worship the creator of absolutely everything. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. And this is why you have people who believe in nothing. They tell you this is just the world. Enjoy it. I'm sure the youth would be familiar with the term YOLO. You only live once. Have you heard that before? YOLO. Go and hashtag it and see what comes out on Twitter. الله أكبر. YOLO. You only live once. The idea is, according to them. Do as you please, because you only live once. Go and enjoy. Have a fair, have fun. Go and do as you please, because when you die, you're not going to come back to enjoy life. With us as mu'mineen, it is the other way around. You only live once in this dunya. Your eternal life is the life after death. So live it properly in a way that you don't regret later on. So Allah addresses these people in the Qur'an. If you take a look at verse number 29 and 30 of Surah Al-An'am, Allah addresses them very clearly. Allah says, وَقَالُوا إِنْ هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا وَمَا نَحْنُ بِمَبْعُوثِينَ They say that it is only the life of this world and there is nothing more than that. We are not going to be resurrected. Look at that. Allah is addressing them already. And Allah is saying, there are people who say, it's only the life of the world. Go and enjoy. You're not going to be resurrected. And Allah says, وَلَوْ تَرَىٰ إِذْ عَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ If you could see the day when they are standing in front of Allah, they will be standing in front of Allah on that day. قَالْ أَلَيْسَ هَذَا بِالْحَقَّ May Allah safeguard us. They will be asked a question. Is this day not true? And they will say, indeed it is. But Allah says, now they deserve the punishment because not only did they belie the messages, 
and the messages that the messengers brought. But on top of that, they encouraged others as well to be led astray and they led them astray. May Allah save God. So for us, yes, we do live our life in this dunya once, but we will actually be resurrected to the eternal life. We don't want to lose that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he suffered at the hands of the people of Mecca, at the hands of the enemy. And what was he told? We have a lesson to derive from this. What lesson do we have to derive from it? When Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was attacked, when he was sworn at, when they called him a womanizer, when they called him a person behind money, when they called him someone who wants position, when they said he is a person who just wants to be the big one of the lot, and he just wants to take over our the authority here. And they spread so many rumors, they actually said he's a magician, he is a liar, he is a cheat, and so on. What happened? How he reacted brought about a lot of peace. It was the perfect reaction. So we learn a lesson. People will spread rumor about me and you, because we are not as grand as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If they could spread rumor about him, the best of creation, do you think we are going to be spared? We will not be spared. He, they are going to spread even bigger rumor about myself and yourselves. So how do we react if we want peace? Some people, the minute they hear a rumor about themselves, they get depressed. They go into a cocoon and they become people who cannot come out of the house. Why? There is a rumor out there being spread about me. But that's not the way. Let's learn. You want peace? Ignore them. Make dua for them. Respond in a beautiful manner if you have to. Otherwise, don't waste your time replying because you'll get drawn into something that will result in greater depression. May Allah protect us. You want happiness? Listen to what Allah says. Verse number 33 of Surah Al-An'am and verse number 34. فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَذِّبُونَكَ وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَجْحَدُونَ We know that it hurts you what they are saying about you, O Muhammad wasallam. But we want to tell you, they do not believe you are untruthful. But it is the oppressors that are just denying the verses of Allah. Those people who are wrongdoers, the sinful people, they are denying the verses of Allah out of arrogance. This is what Allah says. So don't worry. People know what's right and wrong. Do you know today, when someone spreads a rumor, a person who is worse than the initial creator of the rumor is the one who spreads it. But he doesn't realize. She doesn't realize. So this is why we are taught as Muslims, when information comes to you, verify it. If it does not relate to you and it's not connected to you, throw it out. If it is something to do with someone else, and it's not related to you, then why do you want to spoil your or contaminate your entire system by spreading it? For us today, it's just a matter of clicking forward and we can forward it to hundreds and thousands of people in no time, not realizing we've earned a major sin. May Allah protect us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلٌ مِّن قَبْلِكَ فَصَبَرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا وَأُوذُوا حَتَّى أَتَاهُمْ نَصْرُنَا O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the same thing happened to messengers before you. They were belied by their people. So they were very patient regarding what they were afflicted with or regarding what the people tried to do against them. They were very patient. They engaged in lots of sabr. 
until the help of Allah came to them and they were victorious. From this verse we learn, my brothers and sisters, you are oppressed. Allah will come to your assistance. The condition is, remain steadfast and bear patience. Yes, if you could do something that is Islamically acceptable to do, you have all the right to do it. Sometimes it is not worth going up and retaliating. We need to weigh the pros and cons and see whether it is better for us to react or to calm down, to sit down. Like I've said in the past, if a small little person comes up and swears you or smacks you, you might decide to lift him up and say, hey, don't ever do that again. Put him down and he won't do it again. But if you have a big, huge, burly boxer who comes to you, Mike Tyson walks in here and he lifts you up, you've got to say, Assalamu alaikum, I heard you're a Muslim. Mashallah. I heard you've accepted Islam, my brother. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. Why? You'd be foolish if you tried some tricks with him. Allahu Akbar. So this is why I say in Islam, you use your sense. In some other faiths, they are taught that when you have a smack on one cheek, give the other one. Get another smack. Islam says no. When you are smacked on one cheek, engage your mind. What should I do about it? That's what Islam teaches. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. If it is worth giving the other one, you may do so. If it is not, you may keep quiet. And if it is worth retaliating and reacting, you may do so. You've got to apply your intellect that Allah has given you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. This is the teaching of Islam. So when we want peace, we need to know how to apply the mind and the intellect guided by revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us to react and retaliate to what has happened to us. Otherwise, we lose our peace. Out of a small matter, they say making a mountain out of a molehill. Mountain out of a molehill. Something small, the way we reacted to it made it huge and large. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard every single one of us and grant us lots of peace and goodness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they have been previous nations whom they were full of arrogance and they were full of pride and they were full of rejection. So in order to bring them close to us, we decided to afflict them with poverty and with hardship so that they could humble down. This is what Allah says. But Allah says, sadly, they did not become humble through the problems and the difficulties that we put in their lives. Instead, they turned further away. So those people, we destroyed them and we served them with severe punishment. Let's listen to these verses because the lesson is for us. Sometimes Allah puts hardship in our lives, like I've said in the past, because He wants us to turn to Him. Sometimes we are not reading our salah. Sometimes we could not be bothered to dress appropriately. So suddenly we go for a blood test and we find out something bad. May Allah protect us all and grant shifa to all those who are sick. In fact, this evening I heard of a, a death that took place of a young female. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant her jannah. Suddenly diagnosed with cancer, passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all those paradise who passed away. And may Allah take us away in a condition that He's pleased with us. What a beautiful month to go. What a blessed day to go. May Allah bless us and grant us goodness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is something very important. Like I was saying, when we are away from Allah, He sometimes put a difficulty in our lives. He puts a difficulty so that we raise our hands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we read our salah, we start covering properly, we start not listening to the bad we are listening to or allowing our ears to hear and we begin to hear the Qur'an, we want to listen to the message, we soften our hearts, why? Because there is hardship in our lives. Are we going to wait for hardship to come before we turn, my brothers and sisters? 
Do we want to wait for hardship to come before we turn to Allah? Before we leave our bad ways and habits and adopt the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If that is the case, if Allah loves us, He might decide or He might choose to afflict us with hardship and difficulty so that we can become humble. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us not from amongst those who have to wait for hardship to come before we turn to Allah. May we be from those who are constantly with Allah and may He be pleased with us. So Allah says, Verse number 42 and 43. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Nay, فَلَوْلَا إِذْ جَاءَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا تَضَرَّعُوا وَلَكِنْ قَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَزَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ It would have been good if they had humbled and if they had softened. But Allah says, Nay, do you know what happened? Allahu Akbar. They became hard-hearted. And shaitan made beautiful for them the evil that they were engaged in. And whatever they had, shaitan beautified it for them. And therefore they did not turn. So Allah says, فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ When they decided to forget the message that we had sent to them, we decided to deal with them in a unique way. What is the unique way? Give them everything they are wishing for. Open their doors. So Allah says, when we wanted to punish them, the first stage was we opened their doors of everything. So they became wealthy, they had good health, and they were excited. And Allah says, that was the beginning of our punishment. You know what this means? This means when you have wealth and good health and everything is okay for you, it does not necessarily mean that Allah is pleased with you. Whether Allah is pleased with you or not is connected to how close you are to Allah or not. And how, how much you are surrendering to the command of Allah or not. That in actual fact determines your closeness to Allah and His happiness. But if you have everything in this dunya, it does not necessarily mean Allah is happy with you. There are people who had nothing. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of creation, without doubt, do you know in his house, his wife Aisha radiallahu anha, Ummul Mu'mineen, the mother of the believers, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon them all. You know what she says? She says, In kunna ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even though we were the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we spent a month and another month and another month and we did not light the stove even once due to the lack of food in our home. So you tell me, when you have so much food, is it a sign of Allah's happiness? When you are struggling in life, is it a sign of Allah's anger? The answer is no. It all has to do with your level of contentment. Are you happy with what Allah has provided for you? Are you ready to adjust your life? To adjust your life to that which Allah has given you and provided you. Many people want to live high above their standards. And this is why they suffer. No peace in the world. But if you want peace, 
be happy with the little that Allah has given you. May Allah bless us all. So Allah says, then those people, حَتَّى إِذَا فَرِحُوا بِمَا أُوتُوا أَخَذْنَاهُمْ فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْلِسُونَ When they became happy with what they had, Allah says, we punished them suddenly. Punishment overtook them suddenly. And they were the ones who were in despair. They were at a loss. This is why we say, when you are sitting high above in terms of the dunya, but you are far away from Allah, just remember, the smallest movement at the bottom of your pile will result in the whole pile collapsing. Do you know that? When you want to drop a tower, or say you have Lego, for example, and you've put one on top of the other, the higher it is, the easier it is for you to drop it from a small little nudge at the bottom. So the same applies to us in life. When we have the whole world and we are sitting right at the top of our tower, remember, for us to drop, it's a harder drop than someone who, who jumps out of the first floor. Allahu Akbar. May Allah bless us. May He grant us goodness. If I have suffered a loss from, say for example, 10,000 rands, perhaps I can come onto my feet in a short period of time. But if someone has 10 million rands and they've lost it, believe me, they've lost what we term big bucks. Allahu Akbar. May Allah protect us. May He grant us goodness. And may He grant us barakah in our wealth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something very important also. At the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there were some poor people who had accepted Islam. Some poor people. Bilal ibn Rabah, Suhaib ibn Sinan al-Rumi, radiyallahu anhum, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon all of them. They had accepted Islam. So here comes the leaders of Quraysh, and here comes Abu Jahl and the others, and they tell Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do you know what? We are ready to accept your message, but these people who are around you, kick them out, throw them away. We don't want to sit with them. How can I, who's a big boss, sit right next to a person who was a slave of mine just yesterday. So immediately verses were revealed. Now why are we mentioning this? It's a pearl of peace. Look at how we are seated in the masjid today. All colors, all sizes, all shapes, all races, all financial standings, we're all sitting one level, mashallah. No one knows what the other has or does not have. Why? We love each other for the sake of Allah. That is Islam. That is the true peace. That is the tranquility. And this is what Islam teaches. But those people, as soon as they said it, Allah revealed verses, وَلَا تَطُودِ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ don't ever chase away those people who are trying to earn the pleasure of Allah in the morning and in the afternoon. Don't even chase them away. Don't turn them away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And on top of that, Allah says, وَإِذَا جَاءَكَ الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِآيَاتِنَا فَقُلْ سَلَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ when the people who believe come to you, come by, you must greet them, O Muhammad ﷺ, with Salamun Alaikum, the beautiful greeting of peace, whether those cronies like it or not. These are your people. Now the same applies to us. You want peace? Do not be a racist. You want peace? Do not draw lines. The person who has nothing, 
who might have come and asked you for a rand or two, might be a friend of Allah. Perhaps Allah has kept them in a way that they may be struggling a little bit in this dunya. But one wonders, when it comes to the akhirah, they might be in paradise, whilst we are busy trying to defend ourselves from entering hell. May Allah protect us. So this is why, do not underestimate the man next to you, or the brother or sister that you come by. Don't underestimate. The reason we say this, Islam has promoted peace. And part of that peace is we realize and understand that the colors, the races and so on, and the various financial standings, these are all part of the choice of Allah. Not in order that you can scoff at one another, but in order that you can appreciate one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us appreciation. And may He make us from those who learn a lesson. And this is why Allah says, You want peace? Never sit with those who are laughing and scoffing regarding the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't sit with them. You must get up and walk out. If someone is backbiting, someone is engaging in sin, you, you should not sit with them. If you sit with them, your peace is snatched away. If you sit with them, it will result in your downfall as well. وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَخُوضُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ وَإِمَّا يُنْسِيَنَّكَ الشَّيْطَانِ فَلَا تَقْعُدَ بَعْدَ الذِّكْرَى مَعَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Verse number 68 of the same surah. Allah says, And when you see those who are engaged in offensive speech regarding our signs or our verses or the Qur'an or anything to do with the deen regarding that which Allah has ordained, then turn away from them. Do not sit with them. And if you forget for a moment, Allah says, if shaitan makes you forget, as soon as you remember that this is very bad, get up and walk out. Allah says, in that way you shall achieve mercy. So my brothers and sisters, let's draw a page from here. That every time we hear someone engaging in that which is bad, foul speech, foul language, the backbiting, perhaps earning the wrath of Allah, engaging in some form of transgression, would you have the guts to stand up and walk out? To tell them, don't do this, otherwise I need to walk out? If you can walk out and you can warn them, you will be a person who will achieve a lot of peace in this dunya as well as in the akhirah. Because when people engage in bad speech, do you know what happens? They end up usurping the rights of one another. So behind their backs, they talk bad about them. Just like that. With you, as soon as you walk out, they'll be talking bad about you to others. If you are sitting and listening to how others are talking bad about someone else, then as soon as you leave, they will be talking bad about you. Because the common point is, they have a habit of talking bad about others. And part of the term others includes you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. May He make us from those who understand and realize we still have many more pearls, but inshallah we will leave them for another time until we meet again. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.